0: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Long Finish. I am your host, Tug Coker, and I'm here as always with my wife and co-host, Catherine While Coker. How are you doing tonight, Catherine?
1: I am so happy to be drinking wine. Yes. I'm just going to glug this glass.
0: 2020 has basically been the nights where you just want to glug wine each night. You need wine more than the previous night.
1: You didn't even know it. You're like, I couldn't possibly need wine more tonight,
0: but it's true. This year can't get more hectic and crazy than that.
1: Oh, don't challenge it.
0: Hold my beer, says
1: June. Well, let me tell you, I've got the wine. We'll make it through.
0: Okay, good. Okay, hello and welcome, everybody, to episode 35 of The Long Finish. It's been a hectic... It's a couple weeks. It's been
1: a very, busy, very intense time. Thoughtful, intense. Okay, Yes. yes. All those things. Oh my goodness. And we just
0: want to come out and say right away that Catherine and I are in full support of all the protests, the movement that's taking place right now. We fully support Black Lives Matter. It's important to us. We've donated to the causes.
1: Whatever it takes for this movement to happen, we're with it. We are just behind it. So it's been hard to watch sometimes because some of our neighbors in Santa Monica had some serious damage and... That was hard for us to see because this is our home and our community and our hearts go out to our neighbors that have a lot of work to do on their businesses and small businesses are struggling right now. And we we feel that and we were there helping clean up after everything happened in Santa Monica. That was know. very
0: inspiring, by the way, just that Monday morning it afterwards. When we s-
1: you know, our community does really care for itself. We saw that.
0: Yeah, that Monday morning we were all out uh, on the streets. We brought our two boys out there to help clean up, do whatever it takes. Someone asked me to help board up a window at REI, use a you know, screwdriver. Well,
1: they were talking to the wrong person. They should have 100%. asked me. hundred percent. Was, was str- I don't even know if it was a screwdriver. Silly.
0: I don't think it was a screwdriver at all. I think it was just a drill. Um, That's how bad I am with being a handyman. But, you know, it was really, really inspiring to see people come from all parts of Santa Monica and beyond to help pick Santa Monica back up. And we'll continue to support all of our neighbors, all of our friends, businesses in the area to do whatever it takes to get them back up and running. But Catherine, and I want to stress that yeah, we are in full support of whatever it takes to exactly make change.
1: Exactly. We're all in. We are in.
0: But we know that these times are full of contemplation and they're heavy times. It is. As we said earlier, whatever it takes to create change, we're in full support of and we'll do whatever we can to help pick up the community to bring it back to its full self. There's just a lot of things going on. Like, let's just be honest. There's a movement that we believe in, there's a pandemic that's still out there. Small businesses are suffering. You know, this is a very heavy time. So, what we try to do is just we're just a podcast. We're just a podcast that talks about wine and tries to introduce new wine to you and have fun doing it. And that's what we're going to do in these yeah, times. Yeah,
1: and you know, if you want to take a moment and just have a little bit of pleasure with your wine, I think that's good. It's called self-care, right?
0: Yeah. Self-care, absolutely, and we took the week off because we felt like the the cause and the movement of Black Lives Matter is important to occupy most of the time and attention that people have. We just wanted to make sure that we let you know why we took the week off, and we're back, and we hope we'll be back for episodes to come, bringing a little enjoyment to uh, our life and hopefully some of yours, and drink some good wine. Let's go ahead and move to a little bit more lighthearted eventful fare. Let's talk about some wine.
1: Oh, our wine tonight.
0: What are we drinking tonight? And let's talk about a little bit about why we're talking about this wine in particular.
1: We are drinking the Eva Frick Verde. It's a Riesling from the Rheingau in Germany. Vintage 2017. And we're drinking this because it is like uh, such an insanely refreshing summer wine. And it is the time. To get into the summer wines, and this is it, people. We haven't had a Riesling since January.
0: Episode 14, I just looked it up. It was the Wine Trends episode, but basically to kick off the year. So here we are in June doing another Riesling.
1: And it was a wonderful Riesling. And Riesling is such a psalm favorite. Sommeliers just love it. And we'll talk a little bit about that. But it's also such a wonderful food pairing wine because of the acidity and because it just jumps out of the glass. It's so aromatic. And because it really, really shows where it comes from. It has that thing like Pinot Noir, like Chardonnay, where it's just really, really specific to where it comes from. And that's what's so special. It's also just pure and refreshing. Now for me personally, I'm going to say right here and right now that understanding the different regions and so many of the vineyards that are so important in Germany is not my strong suit. I am dying to go to Germany. It is top of my list. So hear me now, Tug Coker. Please take me there someday. Or Wines of Germany, you can call me for a trip. <laughs> wow. Just kidding.
0: Getting bald about
1: it. I'm kidding. Take that out, please.
0: Why would I take that out?
1: But I would really love to go because, the, first of all, I think it's a challenge for me because I don't speak German. And so simply pronouncing things already is you know, something that's not easy. But also understanding all the different regions and how they're different is something that you can learn on paper. But when you go to visit a place, it just makes all the difference. And for me, I always loved the idea and the mystique of Burgundy, but I could never memor. And, you know, I did memorize the basics of it. But when we went there, I really started to commit it to my memory and understand why things tasted differently and where these places were.
0: There's no doubt. I mean, every wine, and I'm not as well-versed as you are in wines, but anytime I go to the place, I understand the wines better. You know, whether it's Barolo or Napa Valley or Burgundy or Champagne. Like, I've been to all those places. I can picture it in my head. I can see this, the terrain, the terroir places. So, yes, I hear you.
1: And I think that's true for even people who aren't like wine studiers. You know, when they've just been on this trip to Tuscany, they want to drink Chianti. They want to find different Sangioveses. They want a, a Rosso di Montalcino because they've been to Montalcino. You know, there's like a sense of, oh, I have this inside scoop to this wine. And it's true.
0: We'll talk a little more about Riesling in a second. But I know you wanted to do this as important to you because you find the idea of going in getting in touch with your senses when you're stressed out is very important to you. So let's go ahead and taste the wine and let's take a second to kind of like, I mean, you say it better than I do, but to reconnect with yourself through tasting the wine.
1: Well, yeah, I just think, you know, this past week has been so intense and there's so much thinking going on. Most of my energy is spent inside my brain trying to understand why our world got so messed up and... How I can better understand the black community and what is my part, and so many questions I have for myself. But instead of letting that track go on 24 hours today, it's important to stop, stop to meditate, stop to just breathe, stop to pray, stop to just you know clear your brain for a minute. And one great way to do that is by drinking wine. Not drinking it. Well, we all we're all going to drink it, but tasting it. Doing the tasting experience because you're getting out of your little thoughts in your head and you're just looking at what's in front of you. Let's do it. All right. Let's taste this wine. So we have a white wine. I would say it is a deep straw, kind of a yellow straw. There's little tiny bubbles in the bottom of my glass. It's extremely clear and it's reflecting so much light. It's crystal clear. Maybe there's a even a hint of green in this, but it's such a pretty, pretty, pretty iridescent yellow straw. Okay, let's check out the viscosity. Swirling the glass. I'm waiting, waiting. Pretty much just sheeting here. Do you have any legs? I see your legs are coming down far apart, but they're pretty small. This is a, not a high alcohol wine. Let me check it out. 11%. Perfect. It's we a, can have two glasses. It's a green
0: light wine right there.
1: This is for you, Mom.
0: Indulge.
1: <laughs> okay, let's taste it. Taste it? Let's smell Whoa,
0: it. Whoa, this is where you're headed. Get, get, stay present here. Ah, stay exactly. present.
1: Oh, my goodness. I know. You need this. Let's put our nose in there. Ooh, apricot, Meyer lemon, lemon curd, pink lady apple white peach white peach juice could even have pear pear juice so rich with the stone fruits other than fruits jasmine white flowers there's this thing called petrol which we get in riesling and some other wines and then just a really intense stoniness no sense of oak at all very aromatic just jumps into your nose Oh, gosh, we forgot to say, like, some citrus, too. Now I'm getting mandarin and tangerine. Is that the same thing? I don't think so, but you know what I mean. Yeah. We could talk all day about this fruit basket here. It just smells so good. Perfume. Sheesh. Okay, let's taste it.
0: There she is. (laughs) She's coming back.
1: people. (laughs) This is what I needed, like, since 9 a.m. Okay. Before you even analyze that, just simply enjoy that sip. My goodness. Okay. Now one more sip to analyze it.
0: (laughs) One sip to enjoy. One sip to analyze.
1: Okay. So for the fruit we talked about on the nose, which was like 10 fruits on the palate, I get that white peach and it starts out sweet and perfectly ripe but then it turns underripe. And I get tangerine and I get that tartness and I got more lime and I got more lemon. I got more of that fresh crispness. Again, the palate is more underripe than the nose. But what's also interesting about the fruit on the palate is that it starts out ripe and a little sweeter and it's rich and then it finishes tart, right? So that tells us something about this wine, too. It seems like it's going to be sweet, right? The nose makes you think, this is going to be a sweet wine. And when you first taste it, the sweetness, the fruitiness, the sugar comes all over your palate and then immediately washed away by acid. And then now the acid is still going. I mean, this is an incredibly long finish.
0: Uh Uh-oh. You just said it. You just said it. You didn't even mean to say it. You just said it.
1: There should be like a special bell.
0: This is the 35th episode of the long finish. I don't know if we've ever actually talked about that term in the sense of uh, wine. So when you talk about a long finish, it sounds pretty literal, but can you just explain to people about a short finish, a long finish when it comes to wine?
1: So when you're taking a sip of the wine, you're tasting it and you swallow it. When do you stop tasting it? When does it stop evolving? And you will know, it's so very clear, many wines just end, whoop right there but some wines like this seem to go on and change a little bit and there's almost like a little bit of like tiny bit of bitterness at the very very end of this finish but it goes on long long after you've swallowed it that's a long finish
0: are there certain qualities in a wine that help dictate what a long finish is whether it's acid or well
1: certainly it has to have either acidity or tannin to have some structure to give it the complexity to have a long finish If it doesn't have either of those, if it has low acid and no tannin, it's not going to do much. Now, of course, white wine doesn't have any tannin, but it has the acidity. You're never going to get a long finish with a wine that doesn't have acidity. So this is, oof, a long finish. It's dry, but is it dry? Is it sweet? This is the question with Riesling. And this is a perfect wine to talk about that with because according to Ava Frick the winemaker. According to her website, this wine is off dry, which means slightly sweet. Or another word is habtrocken. Or another word term used might be fine herb. This wine starts out sweet, then it's dry. I think it rides that line of, is it sweet? Is it dry? Is it sweet? Is it dry? And I would serve it to someone and say, this is dry. And then they drink it and they think, oh, this is sweet. Wait, no, no, they're right. It's dry. But to me, I'm going to enjoy this as a dry wine.
0: It's hard to do this over audio, but there's a gif out there where the person is tasting kombucha. Have you seen this? And they're like, "Uh-uh, uh-uh." Mm, mm. Like, that's exactly what's happening Hilarious. with this That's Hilarious. That's
1: exactly what it is. Is it
0: mm, mm, Wait a minute. Huh? You all know what I'm talking about out there. I'm not a fool. Anyway.
1: Anyway, I'm not an expert on kombucha gifs, but I definitely think <laughs> <laughs> that this would Burn. <laughs> that this would fit into that category. Sweet, dry, sweet, dry, sweet, dry. There's a sweet tart quality to it, too. Totally. Are you getting that? Totally. Uh, yeah, that kind of like powdery thing that the sweet tarts have. And they're sugary and they're sweet, but they're also like lip smacking. That's what makes it like, yeah, I guess those are candies, but they're also so tart. That's kind of this wine, right?
0: That's a great way to talk about this wine.
1: Or, you know, Sour Patch Kids right? For sure. You eat a whole bag of them and your mouth is like raw, but it was tart. It didn't seem that sweet. (laughs) Anyway, light bodied, dry. I guess we've landed on slightly sweet, but it's a debate. And there's no oak in this wine. It is just fresh, pure Riesling. And it smells like itself and it tastes like itself. That's Riesling. So a little bit about this winemaker. Her name is Ava Freik. She is young winemaker in Germany. She grew up in Germany, but not in wine country at all. Her parents were doctors. She was... St- In college, I believe, uh, she went and did an internship in South Africa with a winery, fell in love with wine, came back, went to oenology school in Germany, and then studied all over. She studied and interned with wineries in Bordeaux, in Piemonte, in Italy, in Ribera del Duero, in Spain, in Australia, and then came back to Germany to the Rheingau, which is an insanely renowned region for Riesling. And she worked with J.B. Becker, a fantastic winemaker. She was the assistant manager there and then started her own winery. Her first vintage was 2006 from her own grapes, which is kind of unheard of in this famous, fantastic region for wine, especially with many estates that have been there forever. Here's this young woman just starting her own thing, making truly fantastic wine. So I would say she is not even a rising star. She is a star for women winemakers in Germany and
0: winemakers in general
1: and winemakers in general. So that is Eva Frick. She makes some wonderful dry Rieslings, wonderful single vineyard Rieslings, and she's in the Lorch, which is the lower part of the Rheingau. And I guess we'll talk a little bit about Riesling and then end up in Rheingau, kind of where this wine is. Riesling, it's a white wine grape. It's a love it or hate it, but it's a white wine grape. It's high acid all the time. Acid, again, is like sucking on a lemon for a minute or for a long time. Does it have that pucker factor? Riesling always does. And sometimes it might not seem like it does as much because the sugar is a little bit more because there's a little more sweetness. But always Riesling has high acid. Other thing about Riesling, as we said before, super aromatic. It always jumps out of the glass. It's fantastic because it can be made in many different styles. It can be dry. It can be off dry, which is like another word for semi-sweet like the kind we're drinking tonight it can be sweet and it can be sparkling but the thing is it's always so pure it's always like itself and is rarely ever oaked it's such a great expression of where it's from because it is so pure so it comes from slaty soils blue slate or red slate or stony soils or more loam and clay you could always sort of detect those things because it's so pure and clean and not covered up by other stuff or oak. Riesling is grown in Germany, Austria, Australia, France, particularly Alsace, the U.S., Italy, New Zealand. I mean, and more. It's just always like Riesling. We talked about with this wine, all the things about the nose and the things about the palate, and those are all just absolutely classic things about Riesling. The stone fruits, the citrus, sometimes it's a little tropical, the floral notes, the insane minerality, and that petrol thing or petroleum wax, which is when you smell it, you know you smell it. It's based on a natural compound called TDN, but it's almost, it's in a lot of Riesling. So traditionally, Riesling was always sweet, but because people Nowadays, really want dry wine. There's a lot more demand for dry wine. So, how do you find out if it's dry? That's a tricky part of Riesling. There are a couple of things to look for. One, where it's from. So, if it's from Alsace in France, or if it's from Germany and it says Trocken on the label, if it's from Washington State and it says dry, that's a dry Riesling. And often, if it says dry from the Finger Lakes in New York, it's dry. And then, if it's from Australia, it's from the Clare Valley or Eden Valley, it's dry. Germany is kind of a mixed bag. You can get sweet Riesling, you can get dry. It depends a lot on the labels. But there are 13 different regions in Germany that produce Riesling, that produce wine. So like I said, I would be first to sign up for that trip for, for Germany if anyone out there would like to sign me up. yeah, I We'll w- go
0: more in depth on another podcast about that area.
1: But if you're looking for dry Riesling, look for the word trocken. If you're looking for off dry, you can look for hab trocken, fine herb, or you can look for cabinet. If you're looking for sweet Riesling, you can look for spot lice, alt lice, baroness trocken ice fine. And the list goes on, people. This is just, there's a lot to learn. Even like, for a girl like me. We're
0: just trying to enjoy the wine right now.
1: But let me just tell you, you don't need to know any of that, not one word of that to buy this wine and fully enjoy it. I want to say something else about like summer wines. The fact that this just has this hint of sweetness is part of what makes it so refreshing for summer. You know how when it's like insanely hot and sometimes just like a lemonade is so amazing because it's sweet and then it's tart, kind of like this. Or even a Coke. Like, I love a Coke when it's hot. Because it's just like that sweetness hits you in the right way. So sometimes a wine with just like that hint of sweetness is amazing in the summer. For our wedding, we did not have champagne. We had Prosecco because it was at 3 o'clock. And we were like, we cannot have champagne at that hour. It was hot. It
0: was hot. We also paid for our wedding. So we had (laughs) Prosecco. (laughs) Or a lot of our wedding, I should say. We had did have some helpers. We
1: had some wonderful helpers who are listening to yeah. the podcast. Yeah.
0: So what do we look to pair food-wise with this one?
1: I mean, frankly, what not to pair? It's great with spicy food. I mean, go to Casia. Anything you could possibly get. Casia is our sister restaurant right next to Esther's. It's amazing with spicy food. It's ama- it can be amazing with seafood. Um... It can be fantastic with different vegetables that are kind of like earthy or hard to pair with. Could be great with that artichoke that we had earlier tonight, even because artichoke makes everything taste sweet. So would work out with this. It's a great Thanksgiving wine, too. Although we're drinking this on June 1st, but we'll remind you, remind me, I will happily buy this again. Yeah, absolutely. But she named this Verde. This is the Verde. It's like a nod to Vino Verde, which is a wine from Portugal that's like very much a warm weather, spritzy, uncomplicated, charming summer wine.
0: Well, another thing I like about this wine, it is a screw top. So if you want to grab it and take it to a picnic or a beach or something, easy.
1: This is such a picnic beach wine.
0: Easy peasy. So now the second question I always ask, which is how do you tell people our listeners, to go and find this wine in your local wine stores. And I just want to add, one thing that's great about Riesling is the affordability of Rieslings. If you can fall in love with this wine, you can buy several for under $100. Yeah,
1: it's less than 20 bucks. Like, because it isn't the most popular wine on the block, you really do get bang for your buck. Now, usually the most affordable Riesling on the rack is going to be sweet. That's just it. you know, the $10 Riesling is often a sweet Riesling. And that's great. That's going to be so perfect for right now and perfect for spicy foods and just lovely. But if you are looking for an off dry, meaning semi-sweet, or a drier Riesling, you're going to have to ask or you're going to have to look for something on the label. For a Riesling in the style that we're drinking tonight, look for fine herb, look for off dry, or look for Habtrocken. For a Riesling that's dry... You're looking for the word Trocken, if it's from Germany, but you can also look for a wine from the places mentioned before. We're kind of into Germany right now, so I would look for something that says Trocken.
0: Whatever you're looking for, go out and try some different Rieslings because they're so affordable and you can find out what you like. It's a great way to experiment with some wines, different styles of Riesling and to say, hey, I like this or I prefer that, but you can do it for a nominal rate. It's awesome. So get into Riesling's.
1: It's funny because Riesling is like maybe one of the first wines that people start liking if they get into wine, you know, because it is a little bit sweet and oh, I'm starting to drink wine. And then they don't like it. They go away from it. They like dry wine. And then they get really into wine and they go back to reason. And that's why
0: Psalms <laughs> like it, right? It just feels like a contrast from what you drink all the time, right? It just feels like pleasure. Or... I think
1: they like it because it's so insanely refreshing. Because it's so pure. And because after you drink a lot of wine, that hint of sweetness or actual little bit of sweetness is just so wonderful.
0: So yeah, find this wine or a wine similar to that, and have a taste, and let us know if you're into the dry or off-dry wines. And if you happen to taste the Eva Frick wine that we have today, hit us up at the Long Finish on Instagram, and let let us know if you think it's more dry wine or more off-dry wine. We want to hear what you think.
1: It's so funny! Like now, I think it's more dry than I did twenty minutes ago.
0: Yeah, you've changed your mind a couple times, actually. I
1: have. It's so funny.
0: That makes for a fun one. All right, let's get to the last portion of the evening, which is what is inspiring us this week. I'll go first. Um, I just want to go into this conversation that we've been having, that all of us have been having for the past few days, which is the Black Lives Matter movement. And I just want to let people know where I've contributed. Um, I've made some donations. I've looked around for some places where I can help contribute while listening. And this is it. I've contributed to Campaign Zero an organization that helps to try to limit police brutality. I focused, of course, on the Black Lives Matter organization. I contributed to the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. I contributed to the Black Visions Collective, which is in Minnesota, and they aim to center their work in healing and transformative justice principles, intentionally develop our organization's core DNA to ensure sustainability and develops Minnesota's emerging black leadership to lead powerful campaigns. So... I contributed to that. And finally, I—oh so far, I contributed to the George Floyd Memorial Fund. And some of these organizations have been introduced to me. So I thank those who have made them known. And I'm inspired by all of them. So hopefully you all are looking at places wherever you're inspired and you're putting your time, your focus, and your money towards them as well. Catherine, what do you have?
1: Well... Barack Obama today. He put a wonderful post on Instagram today. And it's just nice that our leaders can connect to us in that really instant visual way. And I'm grateful to him. Thanks, Barack. You are awesome.
0: That's great. Okay, that's it. That's episode 35. Episode 35 is in the books. Thank you to everyone for continuing to listen to The Long Finish. Catherine, where can they find you in The Long Finish on social media?
1: You can find me at Catherine Weill Coker on Instagram and Catherine Weill Coker on Facebook. And you can find The Long Finish at The Long Finish on Instagram. And the long finish on Facebook.
0: You can find the long finish on Twitter at TLF Pod. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Tug Coker. Thanks again to everyone for listening to the show. We're gonna be back next week with an all new episode. Until then, practice social distancing, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and happy drink.
1: Ciao.